Good evening, good evening, guys. Can we pray and then we can all take our seats? Lord, Lord, we are submitted to you, God. Lord, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that tonight you may speak to us, Lord God, that you may, you may reveal yourself in a fresh way, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you may reveal to us our next steps after tonight, Lord. I also pray, Lord God, Holy Spirit, continue to transform our minds, trans continue to transform our hearts as we become more and more like you. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, yeah. amen. Come on, take your seats. You can take your seats. Woo! Guys, can I, can I share with you guys a story before? Yeah? Actually, you know what? Before I share the story, I have a few announcements, right? As you, as you guys may know, we are doing Easter on the 15th and the 17th of April. Listen up, this, this Easter is fixing to be amazing. Like, honestly, uh, I've heard some of my team's plans and, and what we're doing. The worship team, is, it's, it's about to go down. So it's definitely going to be worth inviting someone to. So I, I really want to encourage you, like, don't be afraid. You know, there's, you know when you're like, don't, when you're unsure if you should invite your friend to church because you feel like you're going to get embarrassed. This one's not going to embarrass you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So make sure you invite your friends to Easter. All right? Now let me get, in, let, let me get into my story. So, uh, I'm going to share a very simple story, but overcomplicated because that's what pastors do, right? Add a bunch of details just to overcomplicate a story, right? So, there was once a rich man, right? Very wealthy. He, had the, he was hosting this party. He invited all of his rich friends. And he had this grand, he was planning this grand reveal at his party, right? Imagine you, you, they're like on the, top of, on the top of some building in Cape Town. Very wealthy people. Everyone's dressed up. It's amazing. It's in the evening. And he's getting ready. Everyone, all these guests are together. It's a great time. And he's about to make the great reveal. And it, there's a veil over it, by the way, right? And they uncover the veil, right? Everyone is like, what? Small details, just to make it more dramatic. What? Everyone's like, what? There is a shark tank in the ground. It's like a swimming pool full of sharks. This guy is a shark enthusiast, right? He loves sharks. He has been collecting sharks for years. And he wants to show his guests these sharks. Weird, right? But anyway, he says, he presents a challenge to his guests. And he says, if anyone is able to swim through my shark tank from one point to the other, to the other side, I will give you whatever you wish. You can wish for any one thing that you would love to wish for. All the guests are like, whoa, snap. Everyone's tense, like everyone's like, and there's like a silence, you know, like when it's quiet, it's a murmur. And suddenly, they hear a splash. There is someone in the water. This guy is like twisting, turning, punching and kicking. He's like going for it. Everyone's like, whoa, what, what is going on? This guy is like, he's going for it. Hey, bah, bah, shocks, like he's out here. Gets to the other side, right? They, okay, he gets out the pool. Everyone is amazed, like, whoa! What the, what on earth just happened? And the guy is like, of course his owner is like, he didn't expect the bravery, right? He walks up to him, he says, well, you completed my challenge. Wish for whatever you would like. My guy, he's there like, you know, the one thing I wanna wish for is the name of the person that pushed me in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Listen, that was not related in any way to my message. 
Nothing related. I just thought I'd share that with you guys. <laughs> so, let's get into the actual message, right? We are, we are in our week, our, our week four of our Unstoppable series, and it has been amazing. We've spoken about how we are God's unstoppable church. We've spoken about God's unstoppable word. We've spoken about God's unstoppable kingdom. And tonight, I'm bringing the fourth one, and that is God's unstoppable unity, right? Unity is a, is, it's a, a bit of a strange word sometimes. Like, we can, we can often think, you know, any dream team is here can relate to me. Sometimes unity can sound like a word that pastors use just to tell you to keep, keep quiet. Let's maintain unity. Like, stop voicing your opinion, right? But that's not true. There's a reason why people speak about unity. Unity actually comes from God, right? Even, even in Genesis... Uh, in Genesis 11 verse 6 where, where the, the people were about to build a tower to heaven. They were, they, were, they, were, they were about to make their public declaration that we are human beings. We are proud of who we are and they want to build this tower. And they were totally unified. And God sees this and he says, he, this, is, this is what he says. If as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. There is power in unity. There is, like, nothing is, is uh, it's unstoppable when we are unified. Like, even God saw that and was like, yo, oh, let's just relax these people. They're getting too proud. Relax. <laughs> relax, you just arrived. But, like, God knows that when we are unified, we are powerful. Right? And, you know, in my, in my prayer for this message, I, I, I sat down with, with, with Dita over here, and he gave me such perspective, and he said, have you ever seen a locust? Locust, right? The spring gun, Afrikaans, spring gun. So um, a locust on its own, pretty easy to just squish, right? But right now in the Northern Cape, farmers are struggling because there is a locust swarm eating up all the food. And people are in danger of, of losing their harvest because of a swarm of locusts that decided we all need food, right? So I, I want to show you that something that can be so insignificant on its own, united with others of its kind, become unstoppable, right? So I want to also in encourage us as a church tonight, we are unstoppable when we are unified under one vision, under one king, under one God. When we are together, we are unstoppable. Come on. So... Right? And unity is so important even to God that even when Jesus prayed his last prayer for his, his disciples before he went um, to the cross, his prayer was this. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's me and you. He prayed for you. He said, not all of them, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and me, just as you are in me, yet, yeah, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Right? Jesus prayed that we may be unified. 
He prayed that we may, we, we may try our very best to take away the barriers that keep us from being unified. Because when we are one, under one spirit, we are unstoppable. Right? And, and I'm just going to go through talking about unity. And there, I have three points for you, but this is my first one. We are better together. If you're taking notes, take this as your first point. We are better together. Right? Anyone here watch the Avengers movie? Anyone follows all the Avengers movies? All right. I know. I know. I'm one of those Avengers enthusiasts. Um, anyone here follow DC? Okay, there we go. I have one hand over there. We have an altar call for Jacques right there at the back. Jesus, I just want to trust that you saved this boy. <laughs> but in the, in the Avengers movie, the Avengers were about to face Thanos. Wow. Like, this man was so powerful, he would wipe out half of entire planets. He was, he was on, a, a, on, on, a, on a conquest of conquering worlds and halving them because he believed that the universe was overpopulated. So he's pretty tough. And the Avengers are about to try and stop him, and they are talking to each other, like, what are we going to do? It's a game plan. This is huddle. And Captain America, um, Tony Stark says, yo, this guy is tough, guys. What are we going to do? And Captain America, and any, anyone who follows the Avengers know that Captain America is like this guy. He's too positive. It's like, you know, have you ever seen those people, like, they're so optimistic? Everything, like, it's like, no, it doesn't matter what's going on. We can still make it out. It doesn't matter what. We are losing 50 no, but no, there's still a chance for us to get those 60, 51 goals, right? That's Captain America. So, so he says, we can do it together. Then Tony Stark's like, but what if we lose? This guy's tough. And he says, we'll do that together too. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> they're, about to, they're about to face their toughest opponent, and he's like, we'll do it together. And this is why, because he believed that we're a family. If we, if we win, we win together. If we lose, we lose together. If we cry, we cry together. If we celebrate, we celebrate together. Right? Isn't that a great picture of what it means to be part of God's church? If we cry, we cry together. If even Paul says, I weep with those who weep. And I celebrate with those who celebrate. Whatever, wherever that you are, I'm there with you. You're my brother, you're my sister. Like we suffer together. And that's what, and that's the picture of what it means to be unified. Right? In, in, in this, in this um, we are, I said, yeah, we are God's church. We, we win together, lose together, cry together, celebrate together. And also, those who jump ship when it's, when it's hard will soon perish. But those who stay committed will soon flourish. Right? When, when you know, uni, you, unity is, is very easy to say right now, but when it's actually there, when it's time, crunch time now, and, and there are things that are tempting you to go a different direction, then that's when unity comes into play. Right? Dream teamers, anyone here in, in the amazing dream team? Come on, I know. Listen, we have the best dream team there's ever been. That's why it's called a dream. It's a dream team. So, we know that even in a dream team, sometimes there are things that can come against the unity of the team. Right? People's opinions, let's be real, let's get messy. I say it every time in, in a view group, let's get messy. That this means let's have some uneasy conversations. Conversations. Yes. Let's get messy. You know, in a dream team, sometimes 
there are things like you you see the, the, the your team leader making a decision and you're like i don't know about that <laughs> but then we say do it for the sake of unity bro and it sounds cheesy but imagine when we all like take away at that unity god's kingdom is suffering because we are actually we we choosing to go for you know i heard i heard someone say opinions are like bums we all have one some have big ones some have small ones i'm not going to i'm not going to say who told me that i'm not mentioning names we some have bigger ones some have smaller ones we need how can we as a church actually take away those things that keep us from being unified right that's the nitty gritty those are the tough conversations those are the, those are the things where you like like guys stay in church long enough so you will get upset by someone right if you're looking for a perfect church you just walked in and messed it up we were just fine <laughs> right so please understand we are people broken being healed by the blood of Jesus every day but we are we are we are doing our best to be unified join us cuz with you what you bring will be unstoppable right amen amen so that's so that's my first point <laughs> some just to back up that point psalm 33 verse 1 to 3 says How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity. It's like a precious oil poured on the beard on on the beard. Ooh. Those beard oils. See those essential oil, essential oils. Gail <laughs> Gail is there. He knows. We've seen Gail on those statuses. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm I'm getting distracted. Um running down the beard. Running down Aaron's beard. running on the collar of his robe wow this guy goes deep it says it is it is as the dew of hermon it is as if the dew of hermon were falling on mount zion for there the lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore what that's the power of unity everlasting life right so Since unity is so valuable it's so part of God's heart it's so part of who he is even in the beginning God before he created everything God was in perfect unity between the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit even from the beginning we we see a picture of what unity looks like it's harmony it's 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 t- complete submission it's honor we see we see there there's a relationship that's from even before the creation was even created so let's let's see that picture and say we want to actually imitate that. And what does it take to imitate that? Right? Number 2. Diversity is our strength. What? Turn to your neighbor and say, "Ungazobora." Okay, I'll slow it down. I'll slow it down for you. "Ungazo," say it. "Bora." What does that mean? That course that means don't be boring. Don't come here with your boring. Right? And our diversity is not a, a a thing an obstacle that we need to overcome. It's a strength that we need to embrace. Right? The fact that each and each and every one of you came here Come on. Each and every one of you came here, God created you a specific way. 
I actually, I, I'm, I'm here to say that what God put in you is valuable. You don't have, you don't have to become anyone else to build God's kingdom. You don't have to be anything else. You don't have to act like anything else to build God's kingdom. He's already put it in you. So, so I want, so I'm, so I'm here, so I'm here to say, diversity is our strength. Who here knows the South African um, motto, like in in the in the coat of arms? Uncle Graham told me this morning. Anyone here know it? Say it again. Yo, he's there like you. He said it, and then when I said say it again, he was like you. <laughs> it says, this is our motto, South Africans. It says, in diversity, we unite. It, diversity is not, a, is not an obstacle for us to overcome. It's an opportunity for us to embrace. Right? Come on. So, how do we, how do we take hold of our diversity? I read, I read an, an article of... Um, in my sermon prep, I read an article about the most complex teams. Like, you know, like uh, companies, we all, we all uh, those of you who work who, who in, in a workplace, you know we all work in teams. And in a team, you have specialized members. When you, when you, when you guys are taking on a, a big project, you need a, a team of specialists on there, right? So each person that knows what they add to the team, they, they know what they do, but I know that the person next to me in the team doesn't know how to do what I do, right? I don't know if, any, do, do, does anyone here know Uvandre? Uvandre, he's, he's, he, he does camera, he's awesome, he's not here tonight. But Uvandre is, um, does animations, that's part of his career, his job. And he was busy telling me at View Group the one time, he, he like told me about, he's part of this huge team and they all scattered all, all over, like they're everywhere. But then, each person, you just do like one thing and then you pass it on. Then someone else will do something else, and then they pass it on. Then at the end of the day, this huge, this crazy animation comes out. And what is that a picture of? It's a picture of diversity. We all play different roles. We all do different things, but we contribute to the final product. We contribute to the vision, right? We all, we all on the team with a common goal. We all on the team with a common purpose, but we're all different. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. And this is the picture of the church. This is the picture of the kingdom. You have something special to add. There's, there's, a, there's a story, there's a, a testimony, this is the same thing. There's a story, there's a strength, there's a gift that you can bring to God's kingdom. Right? And together, we actually contribute to that, to that big picture. So I want, again, I'm driving home. Diversity is our strength. Don't hold back because you're different. You know, if you ever try to be someone, if you ever try to be like someone else, you will always come second, because that one's already taken. Right? You will always come second. So always decide I'm going to be the best me that I can be, and God will actually take me on that process and turn me to who he planned me to be. Right? And also diversity increases our opportunity to reach more people. Right? Amen? I'm going to leave, leave that right there. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Yeah, so I said here, yeah, in, first, in first Corinthians, it says, Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all of its parts are form one body, so it is with Christ. For we all were baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. And then, 
and then it carries on and it, and it starts speaking about if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear where would the sense of smell be in fact God has placed the parts in the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be stop trying to be someone else hey if if they were all one part where, where would the body be as it is there are many parts but one body right just a simple picture of how the body is a system of diverse parts right when one part of the body is hurt or is in conflict it's going through something like when your stomach is in conflict with your body you're on the toilet the whole body is broken right just because one part is so I cannot I can't I can't go to work right so it just goes to show that we are one body you know I had this picture of a chain you guys see a chain a chain the reason why a chain is so strong is because and you can't break it is because when you put pressure on one little link in the chain all the other links share that pressure with that thing link they all feel the pressure and they're all holding on to one another and that's kind of what the church is like when when one of us is, is in pain is going through something we need people that are gonna link up with him and say I'm gonna work with you I'm gonna hold on to you I'm gonna feel the pressure with you you know in in I heard a story um, from a, a view group in Grotto Bay where Melody and Andre lead and they said there was one of their members in their view group that were they were struggling financially they the husband had been struggling you know lost his job and you know, when you, you know, like when bad things happen, it's like a, like a slippery slope. It's like, I lost my job and then boom, the car breaks down. You know, and then boom, it's like, I have kids. It's like, hey, how do the kids get to school? I don't have kids, but I can imagine the stress. The stress that comes with that. But the guy comes to View Group and he's honestly hurting and he says, you know, I'm really struggling financially. He comes to the View Group. This is what View Group's about, by the way comes to view group and says you know we're really battling at the moment financially our car broke down I lost my job I'm going through quite a tough time and the guy and one of the people in the view group asked what car do you drive and he says yeah I drive a Renault and it's broken and what and then the guy said hold up I own a Renault shop in Cape Town and he says to him bring the car in we'll fix it for you and for free free of charge just bring it in we'll fix it for you isn't that a picture of someone sharing that pain with you. You know, you don't know, you know, isolation is one of the biggest killers of, in the church. You know, like offense can isolate you, and that isolation can kill you. Can kill your faith, it'll drain your joy, it'll, it'll, it'll keep you from community. But I wanna encourage young adults, anyone, anyone here, young adults, you qualify, right? Young adults, it's hard for us to build friendships sometimes, right? Let's be real. Have you ever tried to organize something with like young adults? Guys, let's go somewhere. Hey, that's the hardest question to ask. Guys, let's all go somewhere. Ah, sorry, I can't make it. I have a wedding somewhere. Ah, sorry, I can't make it. I have, a, I have to work. And it's like there's never a day when everyone's available. And I, I'm just here to say, the more you say no, no, I have, I'm busy. I'm what? You're isolating yourself. You're removing yourself from community. You're breaking yourself away from that chain that's gonna hold you together when the pressure starts coming, right? Get yourself, force yourself into a community. That's why we have view groups. Get yourself plugged into one. Okay, so 
It says here, in, in, in Ephesians 14 verse 16, it says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there and every way, by every wind of teaching and by cunning, cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love and will grow and become in every respect mature, the mature body who is the body of him who is the head, the head that is Christ. And from, and from him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament that grows and builds itself up in love, and each part does its work. We are, we, we are connected. We are, we are, we are one. And, the, and that's what Jesus was praying for. We are one body. Third point. No, hold on. No. No. 2.3. <laughs> Philippians 2 verse 2 to 4 it says then then make my joy by complete by co make my joy complete by being like by being like-minded having the same love being one in spirit and of one mind do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself shy value others above yourself not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. What? What? Sheesh, guys, honestly, we, we, we're laughing, but that's challenging. Right? It's like uh, Pastor Andre often says, like, humility is not thinking of yourself less. It's thinking, no, thinking of less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Think of others. Put them first. Value other people and that, actually. Um, that's what builds unity. That's what, that's what builds the body. Okay. My third point, and in closing, use the gift that God has given you. Each and every one of you have been given a gift by God. In Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, and I'm, I'm not going to read it, but we have a parable by Jesus. And there's a, there's, there's a master who, who is about to go on a long trip, and he gives his servants uh, gold call it talents at the time. That, that was the currency. And he, and he gives the one five gold coins. He gives the other one three gold coins. Gives the other one one gold coin according to their capabilities. And the one who got five went straight to work and built it up and made it into ten. The one who got three went straight to work and doubled it. Then the one who got one decided to bury it in the ground. Because he was like, I need, to, I need to keep this safe for my master when he comes back. And when the master comes back, he's like, what did you do with the coins? And they, they, the other one says, I doubled it. The other one says, look, look at what I did. And he says, well done to these two. And then the, one, the other one that says, I buried it for you. I know how strict you are. I buried it and here it is. And the master's like, you lazy servant. What are you doing with the gift that God gave you? You came into this church carrying what God had created you to be. What are you doing with that gift? Are you growing it? Are you finding ways to be generous? Are you being generous with your time, talent, and your treasure? Are you trying to be a blessing to people, or are you looking for a blessing from people? I think that's the challenge, because one day the master's going to come back and start asking, what did you guys do with those talents I gave you? 
And you, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be there talking about, you know, I buried it, Lord. Right? Let's all grow that gift that God has put in us. Now I have one last question. No, I don't have a last question. I, I used to, so I played rugby in school, and my coach, my old rugby coach, used to always say, get stuck in. Get into that ruck. You got to put your head in there and get stuck in. So when you're rucking, you have to get in there and push the guy off. And he used to say, get stuck in. You got to squeeze your head in there and push that man. And I'm here to say to you, get stuck in. It's burning on my heart tonight. Like, there are too many of us that are sitting, consuming, coming to God's kingdom and being consumers. Get stuck in. Get into God's kingdom. Start to discover your purpose. I'm ch- oh, guys, I'm getting messy. Start to discover the purpose that God has for you. Get in there. You've been thinking about joining Dream Team, but you haven't done it. Get stuck in. Stop sitting there applauding people who do great things for the kingdom. You, I'm just saying. There are, there are, there are people that God, God's got, given the call to everyone, but not everyone's going to receive it. The call is there. But are you going to respond? Get stuck in. Let's, let's, let's stop being spectators, but let's be contributors to, to God's kingdom. To God's kingdom. Amen. Let's stop spectating. Let's get stuck in. Now, here's my last question. Are you united with Jesus? That's the first unity that we need to pay attention to. Are you and Jesus two distant people? Or are you united with him? Right? And at this point, can we all close our eyes? And I'm just going to bring this to a close. Maybe you're here and you, you realize, you actually, I've not been united with, with Christ. I've actually been separated with Christ. I've been going through life all by myself. And you feel God saying to you, I need to get stuck in. I need to actually make that first step and say, Jesus, I want to unite with you. Can, you. can you raise your hand? I want to pray a prayer with you. If you want to make the decision, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. I see those hands. I see your hand. God sees those hands. Come on. So let's pray. Can we all pray together as a church for those people? Lord Jesus, I come to you. I am a sinner. But Lord, thank you that you are the Savior. I want to live for you, Jesus. Thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you that you are going to come into my life and make me a new creation. Walk with me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give it up for those people? Come on. Listen, the Bible Bible says, the Bible says for every one person that makes that decision, heaven goes wild. Listen, every one person that gives their life to Jesus, there is a celebration in heaven for that decision. Right? I want to encourage those of you those of you who've just made that, made that decision, tonight we're actually doing baptisms out there. And even in the Bible, whenever someone would decide to change their life and give their life to the Lord, immediately they got baptized. So I want to encourage you, if you feel this is your, this is your time, there isn't a time to be ready or what, but 
Once you've made that decision, I'm going to follow Jesus, that's, that's the perfect time for you to get baptized. All it is is a public declaration of an inward decision. Right? So I want to encourage you. We have shorts, we have t-shirts for you, we have towels for you. You're in safe hands. We've removed every obstacle. So I want to encourage you. Get, back, get, get baptized. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's. I think I'm on. One, two, one, two. I'm going to grab that one. Awesome. Come on, that was a phenomenal message. How good was that? You guys take your seats. Um, of course, we're talking about unity, and what it says God commands a blessing, and of course, um, it says where there's unity, they had anointing oil on Aaron's beard, and, um, and, and anointing oil, um, a picture of an anointing on your life is that there's this ease, there's this flow. You're not fighting, you're not striving, there's this, and you know what, that was anointed, bro, well done. I thought that was all, awesome. There was a... There was an ease. It was awesome to listen to. And, and Saki is just a man who's, who's always been a kingdom man. And, and you've been a man who's always wanted to build unity. So it's just honor you. It was so good to watch you preach. It, it just does so much for me. So well done, bro. Um, this year, like Saki said, we're going to worship. And if you're getting baptized tonight, um, then you're actually declaring your unity with Christ. Okay, and Saki said it. And if you want to build unity, the key thing is it's always about Jesus because Jesus will always reconcile where there is the need for reconciliation. Jesus will always bring peace. You'll become a peacemaker. He'll break down walls where you build up walls. So as soon as you get into Jesus' presence, your natural, your supernatural desire will be for unity. So if you're struggling with unity, open your life up to Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And I promise you, unity will flow in your life. Um, so, so if you are, if you're giving your life Jesus or you getting baptized tonight, if you haven't got baptized, the step of obedience, it's a public declaration. You're declaring your unity. Just like Jesus died, your sin is dead. And just like Jesus rose, you will rise with Christ as well. It's a, it's a declaration of your unity with Christ. And, and in your unity, it's a declaration of the victory now you've now received. So let's see, for ladies, um, we got some clothes in the ladies' toilets, gents and the gents. We're going to sing a song quickly. Why doesn't everyone who's getting baptized go get ready? If you're making a decision now, we've got clothes just before uh, we go out there and just celebrate with people getting baptized. Just a reminder, if you gave your life to Jesus, the next thing we encourage you to do is to do our online course called Following Jesus. We also do it in person, so I encourage you to listen out for our next one. But if you want to do it now, you can actually go to our website and just tick, click Following Jesus, and that's, the, that's what you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to follow Jesus. So if you're in this room and you've actually never done a course like that, I encourage you to click on that, even if you've given your life a few months back, but learn how to follow Jesus, because that's what it's all about. That's our desire. We want to follow Jesus and become like Jesus. Then, remember, as you walk out the doors, you're going to have your Easter tickets, and you can take one for the person you're going to invite, pray for them, and invite them. My wife and I buy gifts for the person we're going to invite, and we give the invite with a gift, and, and we've seen people respond. The Bible actually says your gift makes room for you, and we've never been turned down when you buy her awesome gift as well. So, I encourage you to make the most of this Easter opportunity. And then remember, new people, as you go outside, you're going to get your first free cappuccino. People who drink our coffee for more in love with Jesus.
because they drink it, they say, thank you, Jesus, for this coffee. So I encourage you to do that. And then you've already got your voucher. But let's go outside and celebrate with people. Can't wait to see you next week. Have a great Sunday night.